to Kansas City, Kansas City, here we come. We're going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here we come. They got a wimpy little football team and we're going to beat them one. The bells will blow them out, the fans are going to shout. At oldies 104, we haven't got a doubt. We're going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here we come. They got a wimpy little football team and we're gonna beat them one. The fans say all right, the bills are out of sight and we're ready for some football on a Monday night. We're going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here we come. They got a wimpy little football team and we're gonna beat them one. They got a wimpy little football team and we're gonna beat them one. They got a wimpy little football team and we're gonna beat them one. Good morning, everybody, however you're watching this on video or in podcast format on however you stream it. This is the Jordan Hour, where we don't just talk about one sport, we talk about all sports. My name is Jake, his name is Bryce, and we are here on this beautiful Saturday morning as of the time that you are recording this, and we're just going to sit and talk shop about some football. Uh, This is our second attempt at trying to do this last last video it was oh this is the number one episode oh boy well now this is the number one episode and i am not going to get mad while recording this one because bryce actually has a fucking microphone now oh yeah so i'm pimping now so that we can get this going and run it as smoothly as possible in this ratty setup that we have for right now until we can get a couch in here for bryce to actually be comfy even though i think the beanbag is pretty comfy man i'm I'm messing with it yeah the beanbag looks fairly comfy so i'm going to assume that bryce is probably chilling over there and that (laughs) with that with a pillow behind his head for anybody who's listening to this on podcast rss feed whatever my head actually doesn't hit the pillow because my hat bill (laughs) <laughs> it's at first he's he's sitting on a thing if anybody's watching they can see this but if you're listening he's wearing a hat backwards so he can't even lay his hat like his head back on the comfy ass pillow <laughs> that is behind it so he's just gonna end up with neck problems by the end of this episode probably so the things that we're gonna get into today uh last week we talked about it the main big thing was deshaun watson going to miami but since that episode never came out, you guys never heard what we had to say on it. So guess what? You Now you'll never know. Exactly. But now you're going to know something. Because now apparently the New York Jets are involved somehow. And they've got a new coach. And that means a lot for the AFC East. Even though as Buffalo Bills fans, we ain't scared. Well, I'm not worried at all. I'm not scared of no Robert Solomon. I'm not right? scared of no 8-8 eight and eight head coach coming into next season. Exactly. I ain't even afraid. So going into this, right, Deshaun Watson wanting this trade, I'm not going to go into all the things that he finds wrong with the 
uh, the Houston Texans organization. I think they're run by some pastor or something. And like, he loves Jesus. Huh? Yeah, he loves Jesus so much that he'll get rid of his like franchise quarterback. Uh, but we don't know if that's true. Like he, Deshaun Watson next year might still be playing in the Houston Texans uniform. Very he well, has the no trade clause, but they are not entitled to trade him at all. So maybe he's just holding out next season, but I think with a young quarterback with his career like that, you don't hold There's no out. reason. You don't hold out like that. I mean, you can stiff arm your employer and try to get them to trade you to the Jets, which I don't know why you would want to go to no, the Jets. No, uh, I don't either. Or the Miami Dolphins, which makes sense uh, for him because you go into that situation and you're pretty much like one piece on the outside away from being a really good contending. Exactly. So I understand that. But let's talk about the Jets for a minute. So they got rid of Adam Gase. You know, I really think they should have extended Adam Gase. Oh, yeah. Great. Great for the future. I think he's like he was one the future. Of, yeah, he's. Uh, they didn't give him enough time. I think really... He would have been the greatest coach in New York Jets history, but they really just gave up on him too fast. And, Adam, okay, so Adam Gase is gone. Yeah. I really don't think they should have got rid of Greg Williams, but they got rid of Greg Williams, and they ended up hiring Robert Sala, right. who was the defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. And my thing is that 49ers defense had so much talent on it and this year kind of showed you just look at the buffalo game got like i know they had some key injuries but with the jets having a history of what they do and when you lose those two stars i'm going to say that solomon thomas and nick bosa are probably not comparable to anybody on the jets uh Quint- maybe uh quentin williams, williams. That, that boy's a stud yeah that's big body that's probably it but with the lack of talent, and granted, they do have a shit ton of draft picks, but that comes into what we're talking about here in a second, is do they pull the trigger and get Deshaun Watson and lose those picks? Keep in mind, they still have Sam Darnold, too. They do have Sam Darnold, and I think they should keep Sam Darnold. And, but I think everybody who's a New York Jets fan, in, including... Is done with them. Yeah, they're, they're pretty much done with Sam Darnold and I don't know why I really feel like look at Baker Mayfield and see you know what he was shit before this year with Stefanski's system like it was night and day how much better Baker Mayfield was playing this year in this new system and it's just to show you that when you get put in a system that works for you or that you're actually able to learn in and it's a successful system which uh, they're bringing in Mike LaFleur, who's Matt LaFleur's little brother and worked under Kyle Shanahan. So they're bringing in that Kyle, Kyle Shanahan West Coast type offense, which I think actually really benefits Sam Darnold. And I think he's the type of quarterback that could really flourish in that. Like, you've had J- Jimmy G flourish yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. Like, Matt Ryan was having his MVP years in that system. And these are Super Bowl teams. Both those guys you just named went to the Super Bowl off the Exactly. So, what is the difference between Sam Darnold and you give him a year or two to learn in that system? Like, is Sam Darnold really that bad i don't think so i think he was the top prospect coming into the draft but 
I mean, I honestly didn't think that he was, you know, everything to be hyped up. He had turnover issues in college, but they knew that going into it. And really that Sam Darnold has the tendency that he shows you that he could possibly be a franchise quarterback. Like just seeing how the Jets somehow beat the Browns this year. I mean, they didn't have any of their uh, of their wide receivers, yeah. but truly they also went in and they beat the Rams, who that was before who, Jared Goff's what, injury. What notable receivers do the Jets? Perryman? If he even Yeah, Brashard Perryman. Um they they picked up that Denzel Mims kid yeah. in the draft yeah. last year. He and didn't play until like he was yeah, he was he was injured for a while. He was going on and off, and I believe it was a hamstring injury. Don't don't quote me on that. I think it was a hamstring injury. Uh they just had a shit ton of injuries this year and they were hit by the bug, and that was one yeah. thing that I, our great friend Adam Gase did not need was to get all hit of those. Hit by an injury bug, yeah. Exactly, to get hit by the injury bug. And his team, everybody blame Adam Gase for that team being. I, I can't keep this up. Adam Gase is probably one of the worst yeah, head coaches awful. in history. Right? He was, yeah, definitely. I was like, is the, is Jake going to get to where he's going to tell him he was being sarcastic? Or <laughs> I'm like, because that was horrible. That was awful. Yeah, and to think the Seattle Seahawks are bringing, brought him in to interview for their offensive coordinator job. Imagine being Russell Wilson and seeing that. Maybe his problem is being the big dog. You know what I mean? His, he has always been awful. You You can say... Where was he at before the Jets? Before the Jets, he was with Miami. And he basically ruined Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, and that's before, true. Okay. And before that, I think he was the offensive coordinator for the Broncos when they had Peyton Manning. Oh, is that why that everybody thinks he's great? Well, because Peyton Manning tells everybody he's the quarterback guru. And I truly don't believe that at all because when you get Peyton Manning, you don't need to develop Peyton Manning. Exactly. And... The defense won that Super Bowl. Exactly. It wasn't even the the offense. No. So him being some offensive mastermind, he's not. He's not. And he's really a subpar coordinator that somehow lucked into getting jobs. He must be a really good interview because based off his track record, I mean, he has one Super Bowl, but Peyton Manning was his fucking quarterback. So, I mean, hell, I might be able to win a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator. Just give me a Madden play sheet and Peyton Manning, and we're probably winning everything. Give so. me Josh Allen in a Madden play sheet. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about Josh Allen here in a second. But, yeah, what does this mean for the AFC East? If Deshaun Watson comes in, if Deshaun Watson comes to the Dolphins, I'm not scared, but it's definitely going to be a better rivalry oh, yeah. going forward. It's going to be tougher for us to win the AFC East. Yeah, and the if you're the Patriots trying to get back on your wagon and try to chase the Buffalo Bills right now, dude, you got to be shitting your pants. About at, the Dolphins. At the Dolphins, one, because the Dolphins, again, split with them this year. Cam Newton's gone. So who's going to be their quarterback? Probably some dude they draft. In, oh, hopefully, if Bill Belichick is smart, He's going to draft a quarterback in the first round. He's going to draft uh, Mac Jones. Yeah, <laughs> you're not going to be able to get what you did in Tom Brady 20 fucking years ago. I mean, think about it. How, how many times has Bill Belichick actually have to, to draft a quarterback? Exactly. 
like that's not like some late round oh we'll draft him just a backup yeah backup tom or whatever i mean that's what jimmy g was Mm -hmm. and you know now jimmy g i guess is also on the block that possibly could get traded for deshaun, uh, watson. deshaun watson which i think makes more sense i think than 49ers sen- is the best i think it makes the most sense because it's an nfc team so they wouldn't have to see him unless you know it was like i like those- detroit too detroit why detroit because they could offer matt stafford houston still getting a quarterback they get Deshaun Watson. Houston's also getting some picks with that. Yeah. And but... who do they have? Uh, they have Gallup. Do they have Gallup? No, that's the I Cowboys. Don't... I'm tripping. I can't even tell you who the fuck is on the Detroit Lions right now. Except Matt Stafford. They've got Galladay. Galladay. Yeah, they've got Kenny Galladay. And... Yeah, no, nah, I don't. I don't know about Detroit. I feel like Matt Stafford is just like, I feel like Matt Stafford is a quarterback that just put a fucking team around him. Yeah. Like every single year that, it, except for He's when got Jim, an arm. except for when Jim Caldwell was there, Matt Stafford has not ever really had that much of a team around him yeah. at all. And our uncle's a Lions fan. Yeah. I've I had a conversation with him the last time. He was here talking about the Lions, saying, like, hey, do you think there's any weight to these rumors that you might move on from Matt Stafford? And he was like, if they do, they're stupid. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league with having nothing around him. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much true. But, you know, Deshaun Watson was also that this year. He was, like, third in yards or something. He had over 4,000 yards. With yeah, but Matt's been doing it consistently. Yeah, I mean, he he has been. The only thing I hate about Matt Stafford, and I I made a video on this a long time ago before I changed to strictly Buffalo Bills, is I said he had an injury problem. When nobody wanted to, they were like, no, he hasn't had any major injuries. He's missed this, like, small amount of games because of injury. And I, I wasn't talking about injuries that make him miss games. I was talking about, like, the things where it's like, Oh, he's had a back injury. Oh, his thumb. Like, this year, he hurt his thumb again. Dude has had so many times where he hurts just little fucking things that... That'll affect his game. Yeah, that affect the game. And it's ridiculous. Yeah, he doesn't miss games with it, but it sure as hell can't help. So, now that we've talked about that, we're kind of getting into a rant and going off. Now we're talking about the Detroit Lions. Who fucking cares about (laughs) the Detroit Lions? Except for our uncle. Yeah. Um, There you go, Uncle Larry. Yeah, there, (laughs) there you go. We've... We got to talk about the Buffalo Bills versus the Baltimore Ravens. And bro, that this fuck this fucking game, we we I think legitimately, I'm not going to say offensively, defensively kicked the oh, fucking hell shit. Yeah. Out of Finally. Yeah. Finally, we just allowed 450 yards of uh total yards. Yeah, I, pff, I no I, turnovers. Against yeah. the Colts, we shouldn't have won that game. No, should not have won that game. If you were the Ravens and you saw what we did against the Colts, you were like, scared. which is why Ravens fans were all like, "Oh, oh yeah, man. we're we're gonna we're gonna destroy the Bills." That's right? why Bills fans were scared a little bit because we saw what the Colts did to us. 
And like I said, I think the Colts are the best defense in the NFL, but now somehow that's changed to the Ravens are the best defense in the NFL. Either way, tore them for Yeah, okay, let's say one, one or two, right? One or two. The, the Ravens' defense was actually pretty good on us. No, that's the thing. They held us to 10 points. Yep, the pick six gave us another seven. Exactly. And, and we'll get to the defense. But with the Colts, it was like a really, really good defense. I mean, like top of the league defense. Oh, yeah. And then their offensive line, our defense wasn't able to do anything because they have one of the best offensive lines that football can buy. It is absolutely ridiculous the way that they were able to just manhandle us around because they had those big, beefy monsters on that fucking offensive line. Quentin Nelson, man. Something else. But the Baltimore Ravens did not have that. Did not have that. And, boy, the Buffalo Bills defensively, like, everybody talking in the game, oh, this Buffalo Bills defense, they're about to get run all over. I don't think people understand this. Like, it's all about coaching, really. It's all about schemes. It's all about coaching. It's what plays are called against the play that the other coordinator calls. So, what happened? They put together a game plan, which they basically said, yeah, we kind of held you in check last year, too. Yep. And I'm pretty sure doing the man in the back hovering the linebackers a little bit and rushing like i think truly to get lamar out of the pocket and then have the people just waiting there kind of like not fully going out, unless your name's jerry hughes yeah. and you're like oh, i'm getting lamar jackson just run after him all but the time. there were so many times where i'm watching that and i'm like they the balls on leslie frazier to go back and actually use pretty much the same game plan i know and be like look we want you to throw it. Go ahead. We'll play man back here. You throw the ball. And what happened? Lamar Jackson did not throw the ball. And when he did, it wasn't very nice. And granted, I'm going to say, to the Buffalo Bills offense did not look that good because of the windy conditions. Oh, I don't care. the weather conditions were off. I don't care what you say. The best kicker in football missed two field goals because yeah. of that wind. And both coaches came out and talked about how the wind drastically affected their game plans. Yep. So, really, I don't want to hear any Chiefs fans or anything like that saying, oh, well, the Bills could only put up 10 points yeah. on the Ravens. Exactly. Well, you didn't I, play in 30-mile-per-hour winds the other week. Yeah, I want, <laughs> I want to see the Chiefs play in 30-mile-per-hour winds snow versus the Ravens. Exactly. I'm pretty sure that it's going to be a rough game. Any ugly game like that. And you know what's great? We're playing the Chiefs this weekend. 50% chance of rain. 37 degrees. Of course, they're going to get the same, almost the same exact conditions they did when they played us the first time. And they get Clyde Edwards-Alaire back. Like, God damn it. Let these two teams play in a dome. (laughs) Right? Send us to New Orleans. Come on. They're not using it anymore. Exactly. These teams are dome teams like you put these two guys air attacks or dome teams exactly and if you're kurt i sound like kurt warner here right now saying that every team should play in a dome so that it's fair but legitimately i i think by then the rain chance will probably go away and it's just going to be cold and both teams know how to play in the cold but going back to the ravens game dude defensively absolutely destroyed lamar jackson you know prayers up for lamar jackson i'm sure he's doing just fine recovering from that concussion now but it it was so bad that their backup came in 
and looked just as good. Oh my god, I know. I was like, they got another Lamar out there right after he broke off that like 16-yard run. Yeah, he, and then barely missed Hollywood Brown on that. He yeah. would have just been gone. Yeah. It was absolutely crazy that he came in there and they had more passing offense in that like one thing than they did all of the uh all of the rest of the three quarters when Taylor Huntley came yeah. in. That was absolutely ridiculous. So now taking what we know about the Ravens game, we're gonna take it into the Bills game. The Bills game that we have against the Chiefs this week is going to be I mean, one, it's our first time ever seeing the Bills in the AFC championship. Right. Uh, granted, I was a little fetus whenever the Bills lost in the uh, Music City Miracle. So, I wasn't thought of yet. Yeah, Bryce wasn't even a thought in my dad's ball sack yet. But I was swimming around in there. Nah, I just not, wasn't a thought. Uh, two years later, man, you know, it cycles yeah, way too much. Right, There's no right. way you were in there by then. But, I would have been a slow-ass swimmer if I hadn't made it out by then. Hey, that's the one thing you did. You won the race. Hell yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations to everybody. But legitimately, it was crazy going into this week thinking about, all right, both of these teams that have played, we played them week six, and the uh, the Packers and the Bucks played in week six. Both of the teams that won that game, the Bucks are a completely different team, and the Bills are a completely different team. So honestly... The Chiefs are not seeing the same Bills team. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds was coming off of a separated shoulder. Matt Milano was out. Josh Allen had a separated shoulder. Trey White was a game-time decision to see if we should put him in the game. And truly, there was a Dawson Knox was out. I think he still had the concussion. And I think Zach Moss missed the game with turf toe. Zach Moss is still going to be out. I mean, he just had surgery. He won't be back till next season. I mean, the Ravens did cut Mark Ingram, and he did clear waivers. I know. I saw that. I was gonna. I was I, gonna. Nobody's text really you about talking it. about it right now. I doubt that the Bills are actually. You know, this is the AFC Championship. Did you think the Bills were looking at Devontae Freeman? I didn't, but Devontae Freeman also got signed, but didn't play that week. So, what good? I mean, maybe we could just be like, "Hey, Mark, this is what we're doing." And bring him in, but I I doubt. I think if anybody, we're going to keep it in-house. And you're probably going to see TJ Eldon again, who didn't really do much last game. I don't He's a th- receiving back. He always has been. The I don't think the game plan of this game is, hey, let's run the ball. Brian Dayball, who we get to keep for another year. Thank the Lord. Thank uh, you, Jesus. That, that could be another year of winning the AFC East. But nothing is... Nothing's certain Guaranteed. when it comes to the NFL. So really, just talking about like what our offensive game plan is going to be in here, I think truly you need to attack the corners of the Kansas City Chiefs. Like you know they're gonna have Tyron Mayhew down. Like he he'll be anywhere hold on the up, field. Hold up, hold up, Tyron Matthew. Okay, <laughs> because you you completely uh, butchered, butchered that <laughs> Mayhew, Tyron <laughs> Mayhew. Yeah, right. I was like, all right, Tyron Matthew. Yep. That's how you say Tyron Matthew is going to be anywhere on the field at any given point. Exactly. But I think I heard somebody compare him to Ed Reed. I don't remember who. I think that well, I think that was Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, yeah. Orlovsky did, and you know, it's like 
Yeah, there's he similarities. Made a point. Yeah. There's similarities. Uh but E D E D Reed boy, the best you've ever seen, boy. I don't I mean that's a huge comparison. Mm-hmm. Whatever, maybe they have maybe the same by tendencies. the time maybe the time his career is over, yeah, you'll yeah, say you that. can compare him. But right now it's a little too early. I like Buddha Baker to be the next Ed Reed. I like Buddha Baker as well. Um, but as long as Cliff Kingsbury is still there coaching Arizona, they're yeah. not doing shit. So uh, keep keep going into this. I think really you're gonna see a lot of five wide sets in yeah. this game. They can't cover everybody. It's the same thing we said about the Ravens, who have a better team. Right, a better. Yeah. I when I say team, I mean on the defensive perspective. Both the Bills and the Chiefs have kind of elevated their defensive play. I said this in my video. That's what championship teams do. So, in reality, we should do the same thing against the Chiefs because they're not as good as that Ravens defense. Right. So why would we not do five wide sets? And they are also, when it comes to teams that give up big plays over 20 yards, I think they're like 20-something in the league. Like, they're good at stopping you in front of it, but if somebody gets over top, Josh Allen's going to be like, oh, let me see that guy. I'm just going to... Just flick his wrist. Exactly. So, and then when it comes to defensively with the Chiefs, that's the thing. I have no idea what we're going to do. Let me tell you why I'm worried about that part. Because uh, we have to prepare for two different possible quarterbacks. Even though we know Mahomes is going to play. We know he's going to play. But the What the, do you really need to do to prepare for Chad Henney, though? I feel like that was such a fucking stupid comment by McDermott. I mean, he has to say it. It's coach talk. Yeah. But he's like, we're preparing for two quarterbacks. Bruh, it's Chad Henney. You don't got to worry about him taking you over the top or yeah. any of that stuff. So really, like, if you've played any, like, think about Philip Rivers. That's Chad Henney, <laughs> except that maybe he can run a little bit more. But go ahead. Um. Well. Okay. Well. So if we're if we're really going to talk about what we need to do to prepare, I heard Dan say it last night um dan mitchell if nobody knows who that is buffalo bills youtuber uh he talked about yesterday saying that maybe we should keep the same game plan we did in week six where we keep it all in front of us and tell them to you know engage them hey why don't you run the ball a little bit and i agree with that to a point because now we have our linebackers that could stop Clyde Edwards Zelayer. We could we could actually run a similar game plan to hey, let's keep everything in front of us, but also let's have them try to run the ball. Because now the way our offense is and how it's been clicking, that game, if you remember, there's a John Brown missed touchdown where, you know, it kind of was tipped and just kind of went right through his hands in the end zone. Like there were so many points that just got left on the field during that game and I really feel like the Chiefs in that game the way that they were running the ball if they did that game plan against us again we would win because we can put up those points to be able to beat a team that just goes out there and runs the ball the whole time because Patrick Mahomes like 
they're not going to be running Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is His scrambling. Toe. He's not scrambling this game because one, they don't want to risk him getting like concussed again or furthering whatever concussion stuff may still be lingering. And he's also got turf toe, which you know you could already see was hindering him in the game when he first got it. So now after a week, maybe it's it's still gonna hurt. Turf toe is not something that just goes away in a week. So you, you can ask Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers was you know dealing with it for weeks too. I think he even had it against us. Still, I mean, by then he had had it for like three, four weeks. So, but this is like fresh off of turf toe because I'm sure he woke up and not only did he possibly have concussion symptoms we don't know his toe was throbbing toe was hurting like a bitch like that is he probably doesn't even care about the concussion he's like fuck my toe toe dude they're gonna have that thing like splinted and everything he's gonna be moving around like a tree out there and but here's the thing he might take the top off see this game is so frustrating because both of these teams could either the Bills' defense could step up and the Bills' offense can go out there and win the game, or the Chiefs' defense is going to step up and then the Bills could absolutely just shit the bed and the Chiefs could... Either way, I think this is a one-score game. But I said that about the Ravens' game, too. It all has to do with coaching. Two great coaching staffs. So it's Leslie Frazier versus Eric Bieniemy, Andy Reid versus Sean McDermott, the student versus the master. And then we've got Brian Dayball versus whoever the hell their defensive coordinator <laughs> is. I can't tell you his name. Uh, if his name hasn't been in the news recently, I, I can't tell you who it is. But in all honesty, I think the Bills versus the Chiefs is going to be, I mean, have, have you seen the thing that showed that the Bills and Chiefs play every 27 years in the AFC Championship? Really? Yeah. Wow. So they played in the A. I think it was the AFL Championship, the first one to get into Super Bowl one, and the Chiefs blew them out of the water. And then we played the Chiefs in '93, I believe '93 or '94, something like that, and we beat them. So now. We play them 27 years later in the AFC right. championship game. What's going to happen? We're tied up one and one. And I, I love the post because it was like things that are in- inevitable. Death, taxes, and the Bills and Chiefs playing every 27 years in the AFC championship. <laughs> and all the comments were like, oh, that's kind of fucking crazy, though. That's kind of crazy. Every 27 years, we end up meeting each other. What's going to happen a lot more in the coming years, I'll tell you that, because these... These two teams aren't going away. No, they're not going away, and we got Brian Dable for another year. Hell, it got McDermott and Bean for like four. Yeah, and if we lose this game, we coming back next year. Oh yeah, we'll be back. We gonna get our revenge next year. So honestly, that's all. That's all we really got to say about the Chiefs game. It's gonna be a really good game. Uh, currently, I'm not going to be here this weekend. I'll be with my dad to hopefully celebrate a Super Bowl birth since the first time since my birth and Bryce's birth. 
and I'm going to go talk shit to Chiefs fans at a bar with my boys. Wouldn't want to have it any other way. If you guys did enjoy this, consider subscribing to our RSS feed or wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're watching this on video, then congratulations, you made it to the end. Oh, yeah, let's go. I don't know how, how you got this far just looking at us staring at each other, right. but if you did, thank you. And uh, consider subscribing on YouTube. I'm gonna t- we're going to try to do this weekly. Uh, having to edit everything myself and with audio, still not understanding everything. And busy schedules. It's going to be hard as hell, but we'll, we'll try to do it on a weekly thing so that people, you know, have that schedule where they're like, hey, you know, we can click on this and listen to it, you know, on the same day, same time, yep. every week. Have a routine so, for it. Exactly. So if you guys did enjoy this, this has been the Jordan Hour. My name is Jake. His name is Bryce. And we will see you guys on our next episode. Kansas City, Kansas City, here we come. We're going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here we come. They got a wimpy little football team, and we're going to beat them one. The bells will blow them out, the fans are going to shout. At oldies 104, we haven't got a doubt. We're going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here we come. They got a wimpy little football team, and we're going to beat them one. The fans say, all right, the bills are out of sight. And we're ready for some football on a Monday night. We're going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here we come. They got a wimpy little football team, and we're going to beat them one. They got a wimpy little football team, and we're going to beat them one. They got a wimpy little football team, and we're going to beat